We're 11 episodes in and up until this point, I've managed to, I think, stay as objective as possible and I really try not to insert myself into the interviews. But after we recorded the last episode with Aerie, which I really recommend listening to before this one because it will provide some much needed context for a lot of what goes on here, um, she decided to... I guess, for lack of a better turn of phrase, um, turn the tables and interview me. I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to do with this audio because um, I just I don't want this podcast to become about me. But the more I've been thinking about it, the more I've just kind of thrown my hands up and thought, eh, what have I got to lose? In this little chat, I talk a bit about the process that I go through when I'm reviewing beauty products. Um, I talk about pretty much everything that I think is wrong with social media, um, the ethical dilemmas that I'm facing on the reg, and the things that I want people to take away from what I am doing. Yeah, I wanna, I'm now taking over this podcast. Yeah, how nice. <laughs> the bin, the Bindustry. The Bindustry <laughs> podcast, episode one. Where I take out, I decide whether you're trash or yeah. not. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, I reached that conclusion some time ago. Well, it's interesting because it's like I have so many questions too and my biggest thing is just being able to have the chance to sit with people and be like, well, what do you think? Or you tell yeah. me. Um, and so I wanted to ask you, what was the last product that you actually bought as opposed to being like maybe gifted? It was... Um, Sol de Janeiro Brazilian Boom Boom Cream. Oh, I've Mecca. heard about it. It's it's the tits. It's so, so good. That's one of the ones, like I was gifted it. I've repurchased it twice. That's the real test because I get gifted yes. so much stuff. I, I mean, really, I would never have to buy another product ever again aside totally. from like use buys. But I, I never just use a product for the sake of using a product. That feels, you know, it just doesn't feel right to me. So mm-hmm. I, I donate a lot to women's shelters because stuff will arrive. I'll look at the ingredients and I'll go, this doesn't work for me, but perhaps it will work for someone else. Yeah. So in saying that, when you would get sent a lot of product mm. or have a lot of brands contact you, understandably, what do you look for or what's the most important thing to you? Is it, do you look first at ingredients? Do you, Is it branding? Is it the who started it or the story what's the most important for you had you asked me this two years ago I would have said branding because every packaging was everything to me I thought if this doesn't look good on my Instagram then no thank you now it is ingredients first Mm. but I even like if a company comes to me and says we will give you this amount of money to review our product I say no give me a month to try the product three weeks to a month because that's just I know that that's how my skin cycles Mm -hmm. then I will say yes or no like I will never commit to a review before I've tried the product so ingredients first because at this point I've been doing it for long enough to know what is going to work and what's not going to work also a bit the story because I don't want to align myself there are brands um, that I will never align myself with because I don't like the messaging so it would go in that order, ingredients, messaging, and then, you know, branding, that mm-hmm. whole thing. So in terms of then your appeal to like the story, mm. how do you 
find time for, say, some of these like smaller, smaller indie brands in terms of when they're trying to get their message across or trying to get your attention. I'm, I'm super curious um, as to how like indie brands can compete with some of the bigger brands in terms yeah. of getting influencer or customer attention when mm. they either don't have the budget or the, let's say, representation for PR. Like, yeah. What would you even say for advice? Like, I mean, it's so hard because I don't think that the brands are doing anything wrong and that they should be doing anything differently. I think it's who you're talking to. So I, I mean, personally, I love to say it was the whole reason I started this podcast so I could sit down and actually talk to people about what they were doing. And my whole thing from the start has been, even if no one listens to this, I like how lucky am I that I get to have these conversations with people However, if you are speaking to, I mean, the wrong person sounds nasty, but if you're speaking to someone that whose values don't align with yours as a brand, they're not going to give you the time of day. So yeah. I think it's less about, I mean, it's how can we compete, but indie brands have the upper hand in that you do have the luxury of being able to have those conversations. Mm. It's just, are people having them with the right influences in inverted commas. Yeah, and it just might take time to find those people yeah. with I think patience right is probably for sure. Do you think then like what is your opinion on the industry? I'm curious as to whether you have a problem with some of the messages the mm. industry is putting out there. I mean we briefly touched on obviously you have some kind of maybe problem with influences. Yeah. Um, but the industry in general um, or are you okay with the current messages or do you not really think about it? Which could also be an option. I, there's, a, there's a lot that I have a problem with. Um, it's, it's difficult to cut through a lot of that noise. I think the biggest thing that I have a problem with and have had a problem even before I was doing beauty when I was still working in fashion and I would see people reviewing beauty products and I'm like, you haven't tried this. Like you mm. have just received it today. It's still got the seal on it. You're just holding it up to your face. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I just yeah. – it's probably true across any industry. I just think honesty is so important and I think it is uh, – it's unethical and it's also really disrespectful if you are happy to push a product onto the people that are following you, whether they're following you because they want a genuine review or if they're following you because you take a pretty picture, that's besides the point. I think it is you need to show the people that are following you a level of respect. And by pushing a product onto them that you don't wholeheartedly believe in, you're not giving them that respect. So that is the biggest problem that I have. I've had to start putting on my photos when they're not sponsored because I was doing... I use a lot of Mecca products and have even before I was doing this as a job and people would say, oh, okay, Mecca are obviously paying you. I'm like, well, no, no. These are just products that I actually like using. So any way that I can cut through that noise is a good thing, but it's increasingly difficult. Mm. So what in saying that, what do you hope people do get from following you? Like when I say what like Fluff's vision is or our, what I hope I can instill in girls or their attitude. Like what are you hoping to achieve with what you're doing? Just, I mean, there's a, I'm, there's a few things actually and I think the one that is, that I consciously try to push is just 
honest reviews and I, I keep coming back to honesty that's the thing that's always ticking over in my head I never want to push anything out there that I don't believe in I think um subconsciously and it's important but it's always just been ingrained in me I don't want people to think that beauty it's the same as fluff I don't want them to think that it's essential I don't want people to use makeup as a way of hiding who they are I don't want them to see me using a product and go oh I'm going to use that lipstick so I can look like her I want them to use the lipstick because it makes them feel amazing that's harder to it's harder to get that message across Mm. Um, you know it's the nature of digital you've only got so many words and you know, a static image. Um, so I think, I hope that that comes across, but that's certainly, you know, the difficult side of it. Mm. And do you think, have you always had a sort of similar relationship with makeup and beauty or has yours changed over the years in terms of makeup makes you feel good about yourself? It's not something that you necessarily do to hide or cover up. Yeah, I thinking about it makeup I've always had a healthy relationship with I think because I started dancing when I was three so Mm. I did that for 18 years so for me dancing was part of a costume yes not dancing sorry makeup you put foundation on and then you can play this role so it didn't make sense that I would need to go through those same motions in day-to-day life because I wasn't playing a role so I think as you know, dancing was not good for my, like, body image, but as far as makeup went, it really helped with... Like, I knew that what I was putting on my face wasn't a representation of my personality. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like that. Um, I wanted to ask, when was the last time that you were really truly impressed by a brand or a product? Or another way I could sort of say that was... How often are you genuinely yet impressed or surprised as opposed to being like, oh, wow, another lip gloss? Pretty often because so many products land on my desk because I I think, yeah, I'm impressed all the time. But then when I really think about it, perhaps the reason – I'm just like going through this thought process now – perhaps the reason that I am frequently impressed is because of the volume of product I'm trying. So if you were to look at – the products that I am impressed by compared to the yeah. ones that are just sitting there and I'm like, well, this is nothing new, then it's probably alarming. But for me as a beauty writer, I'm impressed often. Okay. And so what would you say, is that something that you're excited about for the industry in general? I'm curious if you can summarise like what you're scared of for the beauty industry and what excites you and for example you could say one of those things is just the potential for brands that are doing good and creating impressive products i think what's exciting is that customers are getting far more savvy they can tell a sponsored review from a genuine review Um, they have a greater awareness of ingredients they're pushing back when brands are delivering something that they don't want to bar of that excites me because the only way that brands can evolve is if they listen. So that I find very, very exciting and I think that digital has helped with that because there's, you know, it opens up, you know, a a dialogue between brands and a customer. Digital is also what scares me because it's Mm. that idea and we've talked about this that um, just to be validated based on how many likes you're getting on a post, 
even like myself, I don't post that many photos with me in them, but I it's something to do with the algorithm. If there's a face in the photo, totally. you're going to get more engagement. I don't care about that. I I do not give a shit how many likes I get on a photo as long as the messaging is resonating with a handful of people, but that's just me. I understand that people who don't have that awareness of how digital works would be going, okay, well, I need to look a certain way and I need to do myself up. I need to have my hair done, my makeup done. That's how I'm going to bring in the likes and that's my value as yeah. a human. Yeah. I think what – there's this conversation going on with, say, platforms like – is it I never pronounce it right – Visco, V-S-C-O. Yeah, I where, call it Visco, but yeah. it could be <laughs> very wrong. Um like, um, what do you think the beauty industry would look like? Or I, I would love to say to people, imagine what the beauty industry would look like if these influential people we had, when they did post, there was no comment tracker or like button. So there were the posts there, yeah. but you didn't know how many people liked it or commented on it. I wonder if those brands would still get the traffic that they did. It's this question of like, yeah. are we buying what everyone else is buying? Are we liking what everyone else is liking? Or are we honestly choosing things because we want to? And yeah. how much that affects um, the industry? Because, mm. I mean, that would be an incredible thing if yeah. that those comments and likes were taken away and then consumers were really forced to make those decisions on their own. I think, yes, that would be a, a very powerful thing, handing the decision-making power back to the consumer however I do think like on the other hand I think that being able to comment and engage can be a good thing if you have questions definitely yeah I agree it's so yeah. interesting seeing the responses brands have to questions yeah. and the dialogue they create well I find that I can have a more more of a dialogue just via like direct message Mm. that's the content that I'm finding is resonating with people more if I'm just like in my bathroom saying this is that's why I stripped my photography style back heaps in the last year because I was like I don't want people engaging with a photo because I have placed this product next to a beautiful diptyque candle mm. and it's on you know my marble tray if you're following someone for photography that's excellent and I follow a lot of accounts because they take beautiful photos but I don't want people to be engaging with me because of that I want them to be able to see the product clearly and then I want them to be able to read a pretty long form review on my Instagram and take something away from it whether that is this product isn't for me that's fine as long as they can use that to formulate their own opinion mm -hmm. or if it you know if it brings up questions that's just as good as well I think that's nice uh, okay, maybe the last one is if... Look at you, your podcast host. I know, yeah. Um, if, if we think, like, that beauty is so much more than makeup... Yeah. I want to know what, you th what beauty is to you mm -hmm. and then what you like about yourself. I mean, this would be a very hard question for a lot of people, but mm. I am very self-aware and pretty confident as a human. There is a lot I like about myself... Most of that is personality stuff. I think I'm very driven. I go after what I want. I think I, you know, if I can make people around me laugh, that's a beautiful thing. That's like, that's how I recharge my battery. I am an extrovert in every sense of the word. Um, and I think that's more important than looking a certain way. Some days I wake up feeling shit hot and I'm like, 
I mean, when is Victoria's Secret going to pick up the phone? <laughs> I'm ready. And other mornings today, I feel like crap. I've got hormonal acne. You know, I'm sweaty. It's not great, but I also don't get bogged down by that because yeah. I'm like, eh, there's so much of me to mm. love. Um, the other part of your question is what is beauty to me? I think it is just that feeling of knowing the way that I look. I have fun with makeup. I like to look a certain way. I like to have makeup on. I like to, you know, put in effort. But I think beauty is the fact that I know that that's not my be-all and end-all. I've got so much more to offer and I think that a person's value is sort of the weight of what they bring to the people around them like if I am kind I'm working hard and you know there's not a lot more you can do solid answer I try it's great you um are not going in the bin tonight oh how nice around recycling you yeah yeah I think this could be a good um actual tv show like yes. you could be standing on it i'm thinking like an ellen sort of game show and they're standing on a platform yes. and then you press a button yeah and, and they drop. either fall into the I rubbish love or not to send someone to the bin how great i'm gonna send this off as a pitch <laughs> anyone a of time we're gonna be famous we need lots of money to find these we're very expensive <laughs> the best things are it's only a matter of time what's in conversation with erica gerrards the founder of fluff if you've still not listened to my interview with erica then a lot of what you just heard probably didn't make sense so i would recommend going back and having a listen to that when you can because Eri had a lot of really important stuff to say if you want more glow journal you can visit glowjournal.com or you can find me on instagram at gemkwatts and at glow.journal I'm Gemma Watts, you've been listening to the Glow Journal Podcast and thank you for joining me.